Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry. All one word. Happy Saturday. I hope you relax this weekend and know that you're special and that God loves you. Today, we're going to look at the 27th Psalms. And this is one of my favorite Psalms, I must say. The Excuse me, there's the 23rd, which everyone knows, but I particularly like this one. Now, granted, we have a long way to go until the 150th Psalm, so I may find another or a couple, but this is right now my favorite. Reading from the New International Version. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though a war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At their sacred tent, at his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of your of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the, the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, shouting malicious accusations. I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord. Yes, I believe this is a wonderful psalm. Don't you think? I love how David begins. Yes, David is the author of this one. And, and as we go through, I think it'll become evident which category this one falls into. And I want to stop there. Do some of you recognize the first part of this song, this psalm as a song? When I grew up, um, the choir used to sing this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And then they would all chime in. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? And then they'd go back to the beginning. The Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear 
wonderful. I know I, I don't have the voice, but <laughs> it that's what that immediately when I read that, that song comes into mind um, growing up as a little girl. And I think David is making a very bold statement with this opening first verse. The Lord is his light and his salvation. And therefore he says, so whom shall I fear? This, I think, is something that we must remember when we're facing the hardships, the trials, and the tribulation. This statement coincides with what Paul states in in my favorite chapter in the Bible, right? Romans chapter 8, verse 31, where it says, What then shall we say in response to these things? All that above that, that Paul is talking about. He says, If God is for us, who can stand against us? Aren't they saying the same thing? Whom shall I fear because God is my light and my salvation? Who can stand against me because God is on my side? God is on our side. And I think once we truly believe that, that there is nothing that will be able to sway us from trusting God. And that's what David is declaring in this very first verse. Then he follows with, you know, what's occurring in his life. Those enemies that he speaks to over and over again the foes that are creating stumbling blocks for him that are warring warring on his mind and maybe around his camp but for us the enemy could be bills (laughs) things that are occurring in our communities that give us anxiety and may keep us up at night wars of course conflicts with others those are our kind of enemies in a sense so we do have enemies around us but through all of our enemies, we are still still to declare, as David did, that God is our light and our salvation, meaning he will show us how to proceed through the quote-unquote valley of death, the enemies, right, the dark times, and lead us into greener pastures, like how I wove, you know, <laughs> Psalm 23 in that. Next, after he briefly speaks about his enemies, David then for me, exposes his heart's desire, which is to be in the presence of God, to dwell in his house or his temple, depending on your translation. And I just find that beautiful, don't you? David speaks to what he imagines being in the presence of God will be like, to gaze at God's beauty, the awe of it. And we know that there is peace with God, right? There is joy. And so David is expressing his desire to have all of that by being in God's presence. Notice how verse 5 speaks to the trouble of the day. And perhaps to me a more accurate statement would be the troubles or the, the, that there will be days of trouble. David says a day of trouble, but there are days of trouble for us, right? Because Jesus tells us that there will be trials and tribulations, plural. I wish that there was just one day and bam, we would be good days ahead. But that's not how life is, isn't it? Is it? So David notes that there will be trouble and that God is still his safe place. And God is our safe place. David speaks on being in the sacred temple, which we know is the tabernacle, which was the dwelling place of God amongst the Israelites here on earth. We have discussed already that God now dwells in us, his children, through the Holy Spirit. However, I want to stop here and and want to talk about this does not give us 
um, an excuse to forsake the assembly of the saints. You see, David understood the connection and makes the connection in this psalm of worshiping God. The sacred temple was a place of worship. And while we are to worship God individually, you know, within our own space, you know, in your home, in your prayer closet, things like that, we are all also to worship God collectively. That means church. Now, you can define church as the structure that you go to where there are a large group of people, or you can um, define it as within your home, with your family, or a couple of church families where... Um, Christian families where you get together and you do home church. But the thing about it is there's it's communal worship of God. It's vital to our building and sustaining our community and our walk with God. It's a way in which God uses to grow us closer to him, believe it or not. And this is done through the spiritual gifts that he gives each and every one of us. Those gifts are to be used specifically for the body of Christ. When you are out of fellowship with the body of believers, your gift is being unused and the body suffers because we're not benefiting from your gift, whether it be teaching, preaching, hospitality, giving, a whole host of other gifts that you can find in Romans. But that's for the body of Christ so that we can spur each other on and grow and learn. And so David is talking about the sacred temple as a place to go and worship God, both as an individual, but as a community. We all have a role to play in communal worship. And David understood this. The next verses are a plea to God not to reject David. Why would this be placed you know, here after the declaration that God is his light. It seems strange, doesn't it? But when we look at ourselves, we know that our emotions can sometimes get the better of us, can they not? And although we may know something to be true, emotionally we're waffling. I think that's what may be occurring here with David. David wants relief from the attack of his enemies, and that isn't coming, so he's pleading with God to hear him and answer him. And then what I love is after this emotional outbreak, you know, breakdown, which there's no judgment in, in me saying this, then it's like he comes to himself, almost like the prodigal son. He regains his composure and returns to the confidence that he has in God. This one thing I know, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and therefore I will wait on God. It's like he comes back to himself. That reassurance that he started off with at the beginning of the Psalms, he is now ending with that. And I find that magnificent. See, David had to remind himself who God was or is and that he's faithful. And because of who God is, we can have confidence that trouble doesn't last always, that somehow all of this craziness will work out for our good and God's glory. So that is the confidence that I hope that you have in this season of caregiving, to not allow your emotions to get the best of you based on what you're seeing, right? But to instead remind yourself who you serve, God Almighty. And remember that you will see the goodness of God on this side of Jordan. Let's pray. Gracious God, 
you are our light and I, our salvation. Therefore, we will not fear because you are on our side. Help us to remember that, Holy Spirit, to always undergird us with the knowledge of God is on our side. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, that you are on our side. And because you are on our side, we have no reason to fear. Help us to walk with that confidence and help our desire to be as David's desire, which is to dwell in your house, to be in your presence, to bask in your glory, to be in your service. We thank you for being our God and we thank you for this psalm which shows us that in the midst of our emotion, we can still come back and remember who you are so that we can then remember who we are in you and we have nothing to fear. Thank you for my podcast family. I ask that you bless each and every one of them. You know what they're going through. You know their needs. Touch them in a particular way and show yourself strong in their lives. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, I want you to go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus and enjoy your Saturday. Bye.